Five bells. Stand by all stations. Attention! All districts of five alarm fire. Five bells move in immediately. That's it. Let's go! Let's go! Presenting Firefighters, the true-to-life story of our unsung heroes who stand ready to ride by day or night against our most murderous enemy, the Demon of Fire! In just a moment, we'll join Chief Cody, Tim Collins, and his young brother Jimmy in the Central Newsreel Company, where they're seeing a newsreel which the chief hopes may give some clue to the series of fire crimes that have been plaguing the newsreel company. First, a mysterious blaze in the company's film vault. Then, that same night, an accident and fire which destroyed Central Newsreel's truck, which was delivering the newsreel in question to the city's theaters. Now, convinced that the clue to these crimes may be found in the newsreel itself, the chief and Collins make a close inspection of the reel. And they discover a startling thing, which we'll learn about right after this important message. Let's go, firefighters. Let's go to the screening room in the Central Newsreel building, where, late at night, Chief Cody, Tim, and Jimmy Collins are looking at the newsreel, which the chief hopes will yield a clue as to the reason behind the series of fire crimes that has beset the newsreel company. After Central Newsreel's truck was deliberately wrecked and burned, along with the week's issue of the newsreel, the chief believes that some person or persons unknown are trying to destroy the newsreel in order to suppress some particular story in it. But we find them now in the darkened screening room. They've just run through a film story of an interview aboard a ship when Jimmy suddenly called. That man, what's he doing? What man, Jimmy? There's a man laying a cornerstone, is that what you No, mean? no, not this story, the interview aboard ship. Oh, well, uh, there was just a reporter and Gregory Gates, the Hollywood star, Jimmy. No, no, turn it back, can't you? There was another man in the background behind Gregory Gates, and he was doing something. Well, okay, we'll take a look, son. Uh, turn the picture back, projectionist. Let's take a look at that ship interview again. There, now, let's see. There they are at the ship railing. Let's listen. Tell me, Mr. Gates, how do European girls compare with girls in this country? Well, you might put it this way. I like them both. <laughs> there, hmm? that man right behind Gregory Gates. He's got a small satchel in his hand. And he, he's putting it in that, that thing there. The, the, the ship's ventilator. You're right, Jimmy. And then he disappears behind the ventilator. Well, shut the machine off, operator. Say, w what do you suppose that guy was really doing, Chief? Looks to me as though he was in the act of committing some crime, Tim. W what do you mean, sir? How? Well, people don't go around aboard ship putting suspicious-looking bags into ventilators for no good reason. Do you think there might be a, a bomb or something in that bag? Might be... Or else he's trying to smuggle something. Oh, but sir, if it was just an act of smuggling, why would anyone go to the extremes of, of arson and attempted murder to cover it up? Doesn't seem logical. That's why I'm inclined to think Jimmy's first guess may be right. You mean, sir, that... That you... the newsreel cameraman accidentally filmed a man in the act of committing sabotage. Sabotage that, well, if it's successful, will cost the lives of hundreds of people aboard that ship. Oh, good grief. Gosh, Chief, you mean that if that bag is still on the ventilator, it's liable to blow up the ship? 
A very good chance of just that, I'm afraid, son. Come on, let's get down to police headquarters and toss this hot potato into the lap of Sergeant McGurk. The darkened streets of the city are deserted as the chief's big red car drones its way across town to police headquarters. As they pile noisily up the steps to Detective Sergeant's second floor office, the chief says... Yeah, it's lucky McGurk's on, on duty tonight. Here's his door. McGurk? Ah, good evening, Chief. The Collins brothers, too. What brings you here so late? You've heard about the central newsreel truck, I expect. Yes. Looks like our friends got the jump on us and picked off those newsreels before they got to the theaters. Any new developments? Oh, boy, and how? Yeah, let me in on them. Well, I got down here just as soon as I could, McGurk. I had a hunch, and I followed it up. Well, it looks bigger than any of us thought. Well, come on, let's hear it. I figured, after the truck fire... There must be something in that particular newsreel that somebody wanted destroyed badly. Some story or picture in the reel. Yeah, right. So we got the newsreel manager to show us the master negative. And thanks to Jimmy's sharp eyes here, I think we found it. Yes, sir. In a shipboard interview, we spotted a man in the background, a guy who wasn't supposed to be in the picture. And he was putting what looked like a small suitcase in the ship's ventilator. Right. I may be wrong, but that's the picture I think these crooks are after. A picture that'll convict them of sabotage, if it's made public. Well, nice work, Jimmy. And if it is a bomb, that ship's in grave danger. Got the name of it? Yes, the SS Hamilton. What I don't know is whether she sailed or not. The pictures were made day before yesterday. Well, we'll soon find out. Good. Give me the Port Authority. Port Authority? Sergeant Detective McGurk speaking. Tell me, is the SS Hamilton at dock or has she sailed? Yes, I'll wait. Uh, that ship sailed. Hello? What's that? Oh. No, that's all, thanks. She sailed at noon today. Blazing blisters. And maybe carrying a bomb that... McGurk. Yeah? We've got to get word to that ship, and fast. You're telling me. Your theory may be all wet, Chief, but we can't take a chance. If it isn't, if a bomb is ticking away in that ventilator, that boatload of passengers is headed for the bottom of the sea. Oh, Sergeant, isn't there some way we Of course, can... we'll radio the Hamilton at sea immediately. I just hope we're in time. It's been over 12 hours. Still, well, maybe. Operator, get me Transocean Radio. We'll see in a minute. Hello, Transocean. Sergeant Detective McGurk of Police Headquarters. I have to get a message immediately to S.S. Hamilton. Right. Hamilton. About 12 hours out of port, Europe bound. Now, here's the message. Listen carefully. Reason to believe sabotage attempts... No, sabotage. I'll repeat it. Reason to believe sabotage attempt made on your ship. Search all, and I mean all, ventilators... Main deck for bag that may contain high explosive charge. Advise. That's all. Now get that off fast, operator. Lives may depend on it. Across the wide wastes of the dark Atlantic, the Morse signal travels. A series of infinitesimal radio waves carrying across the vast sea a message of urgent warning. Somewhere off Newfoundland, wallowing in the trough of a wave, the SS Hamilton picks it up. In the ship's radio shack, 
The radio operator reads the signal and copies it down. Sabotage attempt made on your ship. Gosh, search all ventilators, main deck for bag that may contain high explosive charge. Gosh, sabotage high explosive charge. Wait till the captain gets a load of this. Meanwhile, back in Sergeant Detective McGurk's office, three men and a boy sit anxiously waiting as the hour presses on toward 3 a.m., waiting for an answering message from the endangered S.S. Hamilton. Tim. Yes, Chief. Why in blazes don't you and Jimmy go home? No use everybody losing a night's sleep. I'm not sleepy, Chief, honest. Uh, we're all right, Chief. I'd... Well, I'd rather wait and see what the word is. And I'm sure Jimmy wouldn't sleep if I did send him home. Well, it's been over two hours. Should be an answer soon. At least we got a message through. That's something. We know that so far she's safe. But for how long? They take him a day or more to make a thorough search of that ship. Yeah. And while they're searching, that little suitcase keeps ticking, ticking away. Find places don't we hear? I'm going to phone that radio office. Oh, oh, that's it. Now. I got it. Hello. Yes? Speaking. You have? Good. Yeah, yeah, read it. Yes? Yes? Holy. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, thanks a lot. Gentlemen, a message from the SS Hamilton. They've made the search, and they found the suitcase. Yes. Good. And in it, they found a charge powerful enough to blow the ship to smithereens. Well, heavens be praised. We warned them in time. Yes. The SS Hamilton is safe. But now the question is... Who put the bomb aboard the ship? Right, and this morning at dawn, we'll begin the biggest manhunt this town's ever seen. Well, thanks to Chief Cody's hunch and Jimmy's sharp eyes... A sabotage plot that would have sunk a ship and cost hundreds of lives is thwarted. But the job isn't over by any means. The men behind this murderous plot must be rounded up. An adventure we'll all share when we join Chief Cody, Tim, and Jimmy in the next True to Life episode of The Firefighters. In just a moment, Chief Cody will tell all of you how you can help the firefighters in your own town. But first, here's a message you ought to hear. And now, here's Chief Bob Cody. Hello, boys and girls. Today, I'm going to give you some fire first aid tips. Tips I hope you'll never have to use. But if you do, I want you to be prepared. If your clothes should catch on fire, don't run. Running fans the flames, and don't stand up. Instead, lie down. And if possible, wrap yourself in a rug or blanket, or smother the flames. If there are no rugs or blankets handy, roll over slowly using your hands to beat out the flames. Be on the safe side. Remember these fire first aid tips. Well, that's all for now. Till I drop in again next time, so long. Fire Chief Cody and the young rookie fireman Tim Collins will be back on the same station the next time you hear... That's it. Let's go! Let's go! Fire! Firefighters is a copyrighted feature of William F. Holland Productions.